Welcome to the Perspectives with Catherine Toon podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Catherine Toon. Welcome to Perspectives with Catherine Toon. I've been meditating on something. Uh, I don't know if you've ever wondered this before, uh, but if the finished work of the cross is finished, what is our part, right? Have you ever wondered? Because, you know, you, you could think, well, you know, if the finished work is finished, I just plop everything falls in line and perfection happens and transformation happens, poof. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but that's not been my experience. And I know that's not been your experience. And so there is a lot of confusion. And when we come from a, it is finished but perspective, we start to run into problem because what hap- problems, uh, what happens is we start to get burdened with, uh, stuff we need to do. And that can be anything from, um, you know, um, I need to fast more. I need to pray more. Uh, I need to read my Bible more. I need to worship more. I need to something, something, um, and it's the focus is on us and that 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 gets us into problems because then really we was basically the finished work is finished but uh and then um there's also the um the challenge of okay the finished work is finished but poof stuff is not materializing and so what is my part right hello everybody so uh let's let's talk about that because there is a balance And, you know, I came from the Word of Faith movement, so the obvious answer was I didn't have enough faith. Well, the problem is, if it's on me and my faith, I will never know when I have enough faith, right? Uh, I will never know, like, was my faith good enough? Did I have no doubts? You know, and then I'm in this agony of trying to figure out about my faith. And so maybe I'm shoveling a bunch of words, you know, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God and all of that. And I start to get in another form of works mentality because once again, to access God or access the goodies of God, access healing, access provision, deliverance, whatever it is that I'm needing, um, I've got to work something up. And uh, that gets really old. Uh, and, you know, uh, God is really very, very clear about what our part is. Now, how many of you, and this, a lot of times this discussion happens in the context of things not going well. We prayed and someone died, you know, and then you think, well, you know, it, it can't have been God. So it must've been my faith. And so you're in this quandary uh, and that it can be very injurious. And so, you know, uh, when Jesus said it was finished, he freed humanity from, um, from the law of Moses, works, condemnation, he tore down the separation that was in our minds between God and humanity. See, God, God was not separating himself from humanity, but we thought he was, right? And so that was a, an alienation in our minds. Uh, that was, uh, that was an issue, right? 
and caused a lot of pain. Uh, he showed the way to healing and wholeness and peace in every dimension. He created a covenant of forgiveness that we are pre-forgiven, right? And, and most of all, he showed us what the love of God, the love of the Father, the love of the Son, and the love of Holy Spirit looks like as other giving love. Uh, and so in, in, in the image of Christ, the cruciform image on the cross. And so something happened and it really was finished, right? And the old covenant was finished, except that the system of the old covenant still continued to move right along along with the new covenant. So the old covenant, the covenant of the law of Moses and the new covenant ran side by side until 33 AD when the temple of Jerusalem was sacked. So the system of the law was torn down. The priesthood from the Aaronic priesthood was, uh, was done away with um, all of that. And that, that's not, you know, it's not to say that um, I, I don't believe God is into murder. Okay, so I just want to make sure that's clear. But the system was still running, uh, coinciding. And then um, it was done away with the law of Moses, except as we are legalists in our own mind. And so uh, all of those things were accomplished. So, you know, that's great. And yay. Now, where the rubber meets the road for you and me is what is our part? Because last time I checked, uh, we need stuff. <laughs> we need healing. Uh, you know, we need wisdom. We need money. We need all sorts of stuff. We need relational help. We need wisdom. We need parenting help. Uh, we, we just, we need, and, and that's by design. You know, Jesus said, as you remain in me and me and you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So apparently there's something about the nature of God, uh, that dependency is really how we're wired and how we get free. The challenge is, is when we are wounded from people that should have come through for us, but didn't. Maybe you had uh, crazy parents, uh, abusive parents, not parents, no parents. Uh, maybe, maybe you had good parents, but something happened and you interpreted abandonment. Maybe, you know, a, a spouse left you or something and people that were supposed to be there for you weren't. And so in that woundedness, we can project that onto God and say, well, you know what? I can't trust God either because he let these things happen. And that's a human response. Um, and uh, it's a woundedness. You know, you prayed and someone died and you're like, well, where the hell were you, Jesus? Right. And so all of that. And so, you know, sometimes God you know, it is, is, feels distant, powerful, but distant. Well, that's not really helpful. Or sometimes God feels close, but wimpy. Well, that's not really helpful either. Well, you get both. You get close and powerful. And, uh, but that's, that's a mind renewal thing. And that's every place where we are believing a lie about God. We're having a hard time receiving from him. And, you know, and, and, and if it's, and I don't want to get anybody into this, um, navel gazing, like I, I, I'm trying so hard to receive from you, Jesus, and that kind of thing. Well, let's back up a bit. Okay. Because God really did not intend you to strive. So let, let me help you. Hallelujah. So let's do that. Um, so let's, let's, let's see what Jesus said in terms of the works that we must do. John 6, 28, 29. I'm reading this on the NIV. 
They asked him, his disciples asked him, what must we, we do to do the works God requires? Okay. And Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. Okay. So it's not your fasting. Although if you need to, um, uh, if it helps you uh, to uh, sort of deprive your physical senses for a bit so you can connect spiritually, great, but that would be for you. Uh, if, um, you know, it's not your Bible reading, although, you know, accurately interpreting the word of God and, and feasting on that, letting it build you up is a great idea, but that's for you, not for God. Okay. Um, a prayer. Yes, I'm all about prayer. Uh, but that's not a ticket to get to God. That is practicing that intimacy so that you can believe that he's as good as he really is, that he already is the yes. And you get to say, see the, say the amen. See, all these disciplines are important, but they're for you worshiping God. Yes, you're here. And I'm in this love relationship with you and I'm receiving your love. And out of that place, I respond in adoration. Well, that's for you. God doesn't need these things. He just wants relationship with you. He wants you to enjoy him and him to enjoy you. And out of that place, automatically things are provided. Um, so it's, it's an issue of believing. Now, let me just help you. Just in case you spin out from that place, like, well, I'm going to try to believe. Well, I mean, the bottom line, if you're wounded because you felt like God let you down or whatever, it's going to be hard. For you to believe. So maybe that area needs ministry. I like to say, and I said this in my Marked by Love book, I said, your job is to believe and God's job is to help you with your job. Because apart from him, we can do nothing. I cannot believe myself out of a paper bag without the help of God. So any place that breaks down, maybe I felt disappointed by God. Maybe I felt abandoned by God. Maybe, you know, um, I'm, I'm believing lies that I'm not worthy or I'm shameful or something. It's going to be really hard for me to believe God uh, coming from that place. So that needs healing. That needs ministry so that the truth feels like the truth. Okay. Um, and that's how the helper helps you. So the word believe, and I, I meant to uh, listen to the proper pronunciation of the Greek word, and I didn't get around to it. So sorry. Uh, it's pestio, something like that. It's to believe is to think to be true, to be persuaded of. And, you know, when we're persuaded of something, that is the Holy Spirit um, trying to convince us, ministering to our hearts so that we can believe. He's persuading. Love pursues. Love persuades. Yes. To credit, to have confidence, um, to trust. Uh, and I like this one to entrust a thing to one. You are entrusting your life, your well-being, you're being protected, you're being healed, you're being made whole, ministering to the, the people you love and care about, your future, your past, your present to the one who loved you and gave himself up for you. And the more we grow in the knowledge of God. Right. Grace and peace comes through the knowledge of God is multiplied through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. As we get to know him intimately, it's easy to believe. Right. But that's a ministry project. That's a project where you receive ministry to heal the areas in your heart that are wounded. And we all have them. You were born in. We're all believing lies. And so we need the one who is the truth to minister to our hearts so that we can believe. 
So this is not you gutting it up. This is not you plunging more scripture. Let the scripture minister to you. And if it's not ministering to you, then there'll be another form that you'll get ministry to, right? So it's not a one size fits all. After all, this is a relationship, right? And you don't approach a relationship with a formula. That is disastrous, okay? And so the sons of God, the daughters of God are led by the Spirit of God. So what is that ministry going to be for you? I don't know, but God will lead you in that. Um, let's, uh, I, I love the, um, the Hebrews 4.11 because the one thing where it does tell us to labor, see, we're never supposed to labor. So you're not supposed to work your faith and bust a gut to try to get it. Uh, the one place where it does tell us to labor is to enter the rest. That's from Hebrews 4. And um, there are multiple translations. It's, uh, some translations say labor. Uh, that's the King James. Another says be diligent, the New American Standard. Make every effort, NIV. Keep at and eventually arrive at the place of rest, the message. Do our best. CJB, whatever translation that was. I just thought it was interesting. <laughs> I, don't know I don't remember what that stands for. Um, and the one that I, that just cracks me up because this is like so over the top. It's the Amplified Classic. And it's like, be zealous and exert ourselves and strive diligently, like knock yourselves out to labor, to enter rest. Rest is a premium to God. Rest is the flavor of faith, but you're, but so, which means there's a partnership and a cooperating. How are we diligently to enter that rest? Will we engage with the one who is our Sabbath rest. What is going to allow you to rest when you're afraid? Well, that's the person who is love, right? And as he ministers to you, you're like, I'm okay. Like, I, I'm really okay. Thank you, Jesus, right? We turn our affection towards God. We look to him. Guess who? who is the one that has all the faith, the one who is faithful, the one who is, right, the fruit of the Spirit is faithfulness. He's full of faith. So he's the author and the finisher. He started it. He gets to finish it. And so he's the source and you're one with the source. And so we ride on his faithfulness. You know, Jesus is not wringing his hands to figure out if he can pull this off for you, right? <laughs> he's resting in who he is. And then he's trying to convince you of his goodness and his kindness that you haven't sinned too much. You haven't gone too far. You're not too unbelieving. You're not left out. You're not abandoned. You're not forgotten. You're not separate. You're not distant. You're not whatever you're not is. Whatever you think disqualifies him or he's not. He's not the monstrous, you know, sky God in the, you know, the punishing God. He's not disappointed. He's not disinterested. He's not abandoned. He's not wimpy. He's not any of these things that we see him that make it feel like this is not going to happen. So this is all a ministry of who God is and who you are and what he's already done. Um, uh, John 15, uh, says in verse one, it says, I am the vine and my father is the vine dresser. Remain in me and I will remain in you. Now that's not transactional. That's just saying how it is. See, he's going to remain in you, whether you remain in him. It's a functional, it's an issue of functionality. You're already one with God. It's an awakening and turning your affection to so that you experience that that oneness. And then you operate from that place of union. And when you forget, well, 
Okay, we all do. So what happens is you go back and be, okay, I forgot. There you are. Hi. We're one. <laughs> and right? And so he's able to minister that to you so that he that spared not his only son, how shall he not freely with him give us let me think all things? So which means there's nothing he's gonna deny you. He gave you Jesus. He gave you himself. What lesser thing is he gonna deny you? And so as you're in union, you're not trying to be in the in distance in and delay and and it's far out there and it's gonna Whenever, you know, something, no, it's, it's now, but that needs to minister to your heart now, right? For you to be able to receive that. But guess what? It says, uh, just as no branch can bear fruit by itself without remaining in the vine, neither can you bear fruit producing evidence of your faith unless you remain in me. Okay. I am the vine, you are the branches, the one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit. For otherwise, apart from me, that is cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing. Let me just say this. Your um, sinful behavior, your faithlessness, your betrayal, of God, whatever you feel like, you cannot sever what God has accomplished. You're just not that powerful, okay? Um, uh, how God sees you, okay? You don't have the capacity to change his opinion of you. He knows who you really are. He's not confused. We're confused, but he's not confused. You can't change his opinion. You can't outpatient him. Love is patient. Love is kind. So it's not like, okay, you've reached your statute of limitations. I'm so disgusted with you. I'm, I'm washing my hands of you. No, love is relentless. Love never fails. Okay. So, you know, we, we get silly in our minds because we think that somehow there's something that we can do to cut ourselves off from the union that he's already, uh, already chose. You know, he chose humanity and he didn't pull them, right? He chose humanity before the foundation of the world to join himself to them. And he didn't say, he didn't ask our opinion. He just did it <laughs> because we're seriously in our cluelessness. We just don't know better. Our salvation moment is when we awaken to the fact that he's already chosen us. He said, you did not choose me. I chose you. And your lack of choice does not abdicate his choice. His choice trumps your choice. Now, your experience of your union, that's where the rubber meets the road. You're not going to experience that union, the fruits of that union, that, let me think, oh yeah, abiding in the vine where you bear much fruit, fruit, uh, that fruitfulness. You're not going to experience that unless you're awakening to the fact of your union and you start to abide and remain. So let's talk about this abiding and remaining. The word abide, uh, other words means to withstand, bear patiently, accept without objection, no, uh, that would be a no yeah buts, right? <laughs> yeah, I know you love me. Yeah, but yeah, I know uh, you chose me. Yeah, but right. Okay, you get it. Watch where you put your butt, right? Uh, to tolerate, to remain stable, and most importantly, to continue in a place. Where is your mind going? So, you know, we, we're, we're so much, and I, you know, I, I can preach on this because I did so much of this. So you need to understand, I get this. Uh, we're so distracted. Look at the bird, right? Squirrel, right? We're just so like that. And, and, and Jesus is like, no, just honey, just right back here. Hi, hi, right? You and me. Yeah, <laughs> right here. And he will do that. And as you practice that union, practice your oneness 
with him, uh, you're able to experience him, right? You're able to experience him and the fruit of that union, the fruitfulness. And then fruitfulness flows as a byproduct. What's your job? Turn your affections to him. Your job is to believe and let him help you where you don't believe, right? Your job is to awaken, to, to, to look towards him who authored faith and finishes faith, right? And say, yes, here you are. Help show me, show me where my unbelief is. Show me what the lie is that's undermining my ability to believe you. Oh, I just don't believe that you're good. I believe I'm a better parent than you are. That's probably silly, right? I believe that, you know, you're not really there for me. Where the rubber meets the road, I'm going to have to do it myself, right? I'm all alone. I'm going to have to make it happen. It's all dependent on me and my faith and my ability to believe and my ability to abide, my ability. And it's like, no, it started with God. It starts with God. So you enter in through your relationship with him. So turning your affection to him, turning your consciousness towards him, whatever you need to do to help you grow in this relationship, in the knowledge of him, the knowledge of how adored you are, adored, adored, you're his favorite thing. You're so adored, right? That's what's going to bring life. That's where that fruitfulness comes and you abide and you rest. Because when you know that you are adored, you just know you're adored on your good days. And when you really screw up, you know, when you, when you pull a Peter and Holy Spirit said, do this and you, you went the other way, right? And where you feel like you betrayed God or you blasphemed God, well, turn back to God. I, I blew it. Help me. And guess what? He's forgiven. You're pre-forgiven. You're, now, now, that doesn't mean go out and do stupid things. That means receive the fact that you're just going to blow it and sometimes blow it royally, right? We do ugly things. We've all betrayed Christ somehow. Uh, you know, we all have. We've all, um, we've all, we just, we've all. And, you know, God knows what's up with humanity. We're not depraved, but sometimes we act like it. We don't know who we are. So we act in ways that are counter to our nature, which is in righteousness and true holiness. And so as we operate in that, we feel that separation and it's an alienation in our minds. And so when you're feeling alienated, you turn to God. Say, I'm feeling so alone here. I know that this is a delusion, but this is a delusion that's feeling so true. Help me. And he's able to minister to you in that place so you can believe. You can believe. This is why um, God said the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these little children. What do little children do that are healthy and well-loved? They just know their parents are going to take care of them. And they're, you know, they're going to get their needs met. They're going to get their, they're going to their birthday presents. Um, you know, they're going to get disciplined when they misbehave, but they're so adored and they're just secure and they're happy. And, you know, they fall and they bounce back up because they're well-loved. And that's how we are to approach God because he's a better parent than we're children, <laughs> right? He's a better father than, you know, we're children. He's a better husband than we're wives. He's a better friend than we're friends, right? Uh, and so, and that's okay. 
because he helps us. And in that process, not only do we get our needs met and, and believe God, but we're also being transfigured. It's all about relationship. As you are abiding in the vine, you bear much fruit. Why? Because you bear the marks of Christ in you. You bear the marks of the one who loved you and gave himself up for you in your flavor. You are being transfigured from glory to glory to glory. And this is the work of Holy Spirit. How masterful is God? And sometimes we're so taken with our lack and, and we're so taken with our unbelief. We're so taken with our last screw up. Uh, we're so taken with whatever our problem is, uh, we just forget uh, to be blown away by the one who is so patient with us and so kind, who doesn't keep a record of our wrongs, but rejoices and delights in good and righteous things, delights in giving. You know, the more we partake of God, the happier he gets. He is, you are his delight in unveiling you to the universe the way you really are is his passion and he's relentless in that god never ever stops pursuing all the areas in your heart where we don't know him where we have lies about him where we have lies about ourselves he is a spirit of truth after all and and he is the one to minister that to us and heal our hearts like a doctor, um, so that we can, so that the truth actually feels like the truth of who he is, who we are. And then as a byproduct, our behavior comes up higher because we're seeing rightly. Let me see what else I have here. Um, you know, God, in the place where our job is to labor to enter the rest, well, God is with us in our labor. He said, take, okay, you want to talk about labor? Okay, come to me. You who are weary, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. What are we learning about him? Oh, he's meek, humble, lowly at heart. I have come to serve you because I know you can't do anything apart from me. So I'm not asking you to do anything in your own strength, not in your own strength. It is God who is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and desire to will and to work for his good pleasure, satisfaction, delight, which is pleasurable, satisfying, and delightful. That's who you're hooked up with. Take that yoke upon you. It's the yoke of love, and he will give you rest. He will ease and refresh your soul. See, that's, that's what he's after. He wants you to believe, but he understands it that you can't believe apart from him. So he will help you. That's why he's called the helper. And you're never apart from the helper. The helper doesn't get bored of helping you. He doesn't, you know, it's like you, you came to me five minutes ago and asked me for help. Just, you know, the more you let him help you, the happier he is. This is called cooperating with Holy Spirit. So this is called dependency so that you can rest. And you can rest because God is so good. There is no 
darkness in him. There's no freaky shadow. There's no personality change. He doesn't go from sweet Jesus to punishing father. No, it's, there's no, he's all light. He's all love. And you're exactly like him in your flavor because that's how he created you. And he's, 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 he's conforming you into his image. So that's manifesting. And in the manifestation, your manifestation, bondage is released. Uh, the creation is released from its bondage. So which means we all come up higher. The water level comes up higher for everybody. It's, it's so, it's gorgeous. It's called the gospel. Um, he wants us to have childlike faith. Matthew 18, 3, right? We're supposed to, the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. You're a son, you're a daughter. That's who you are, in whom he's well pleased. You know, even if you, we all botch it. I mean, let's, we all do despicable things and we have done them. We just have issues because we don't know who we are. We don't. And so we act in ways we get, we, you know, we got a lot of crap going on in the world and it's because people don't know who they are and people are in pain and you've been in pain and God wants to minister to you in that pain. We're all, you know, we've all been in areas where we're afraid we're not going to, we're going to lack, we're not going to get, there's not enough. So if someone gets a piece of the pie, I'm going to leave a piece of my pie, you know, <laughs> and this is like, well, God just bring, make more pies. So it's no big deal. Everybody just pick out on pie. It's fabulous. So well-loved, well-cared for children do not toil. And he doesn't want you to toil. He wants you to rest, but that will take some work. That will take some work in every area that feels like it can't rest. If you were brought up in a place and maybe your parents didn't come up to the plate and you kind of needed to raise yourself or your parents expected you to raise them or someone died and you had to grow up quickly or stuff happened. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that gets imprinted in there where we feel like we're on our own. We feel like we have to do it ourselves. We feel like we can't trust someone. We feel what you name it. Right. And so this is just the God understands the human condition and he understands our wounds that cause us, uh, that undermine our ability to believe. And that's where he's there to minister. So remember your job is to believe and his job is to help you with your job. And your job is to enter that rest. Let him help you enter the rest. And what that's going to look like for you is going to be different than all of us, but we have things in common so that we can rest we can enjoy. We have a God who adores us. And one way or the other, it's going to turn out good because you are utterly adored. Anyway, I hope this has been a blessing for you today. Uh, share this with someone who needs it. Share this with someone who's all freaking out about like, oh, I got to do something else. I got to figure out the right way to pray. And maybe I need to cast out a devil and maybe I need to fast and pray more. Maybe this will work. And we're trying to come up with something to grind out, to get something. And I'm just saying, listen, if God hasn't accomplished it, I don't know what we think we're going to be able to do, but the truth is he has accomplished it. Let him minister to your heart so you can receive what is already yours based on his performance, not yours. Yeah. And you can rest in that. Anyway, I hope this has been a blessing. Thank you for joining. Share this with someone who needs it. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.